Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Native Texan Melissa Johnson and her husband Danny began flipping houses in 2003 and have continued to grow and expand into a thriving real estate investment operation. They've flipped close to 1,000 houses and built a portfolio of rental properties and real estate notes. As CEO of Danny Buys Houses, Melissa balances her creative design side with the practicalities of running a real estate business. On today's jam-packed episode, we cover a ton with Melissa, including how to choose the right mentor, her top marketing strategies for finding deals, and the most important thing you need to do in order to hire your first team member. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we are super committed to you living a financially free and balanced life. And we're very excited to have you back on our show here this week. And welcome, Melissa Johnson, to our show. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, thank you. We're going to jump into her story in a moment. But as we always do on Dressa, which had to mm. kind of talk a little bit about what, what's up in our world and our life. What's and going on with you? Not get into too much nitty gritty because that would be boring. <laughs> and we want to get to the meat of the, of the situation here. Women don't have a lot of time, which we know. Yes. So we want to be respectful of your time. But we do want to get connected with you. Uh, yeah, so what's coming up for me is I'm moving uh, tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. So, so yeah, what's interesting about this experience, every experience teaches you something, right? If you allow it to. Yes. It sucks and, when it's happening, but later on we look at it as an, a lesson. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very clear on Dressa, uh, and I'm sure I've talked to you about this because, you know, our multiple, you know, long, long conversations and counseling sessions. But two things that I really need to continually work on is the feeling of being overwhelmed and the feeling of worry. 
I'm in those two places and I've been really working on being in less of those two places, but, you know, moving after living somewhere for 13 years, wow, two feelings are really like really coming up for me, obviously, because, you know, you're, you're moving into one, we've been renovating our new home. So I've been literally the construction manager there, making sure so that's proud of you. running along. Thank you. You'd be proud of me. Uh, a couple, couple things you wouldn't be, but we'll, we'll regroup on that. <laughs> and then, and then the other thing is just like this, this constant worry. And I'm like, the movers are coming tomorrow and it's all going to work. Like this morning I was starting to like blood boil. And then I'm like, it's all going to be okay. They're going to come. And if there's some things left over, I'm coming back because we're not closing on this house till the end of the month. So what are we really worrying about? Do I have yeah. toilet paper? Do I have my contacts? You know, so I really, I'm allowing this opportunity, not in every moment, please. I'm having multiple breakdowns at times, but overall, I'm really trying to hold. It's all going to work out, you know? So I, I whatever you're, whatever is coming up for you, you know, it may not be overwhelm or worry because those are just two things for me that, that come up. Just, you know, know that it's going to work out. And what's a different way of looking at it? A different intention, yeah. you can say. A different mantra, you can say. And for me, in this situation, I'm like, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to work out. Don't get crazy. I have like 19 lists, you know? I mean, I'm a list person, but this, this is like multiple lists. This uh-huh. is like, but anyway, so that's, that's just coming up for me. And I wanted to share that. Well, it shall pass <laughs> and we shall celebrate. That's right. That's right. So uh, without further ado, I'll, because uh, I could probably talk about this for an hour. Um, without further ado, I want to introduce Melissa and her fantastic story. Um, Melissa, thanks again for being on our show. Um, you and your husband have a, a really phenomenal story and you've grown multiple businesses over the years. And I, you know, I want to just start at the, be- not the beginning of your life's journey, but you know, start a little bit, cause that, I'm sure that'd be very interesting. Start wherever you want to start, but really most importantly, what pulled you into this real estate business? You know, what pulled you in to getting going with real estate? I know you guys have a ton of experience in a lot of areas, especially flipping, which we'll get into, but for you, what compelled you to start investing in real estate? My husband. <laughs> he dragged me into it. <laughs> um, no, I, um, you know, I didn't really, I didn't know anything about real estate investing. It just wasn't, um, it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't anything that I had ever done before or, or really thought about. Um, and we were working, you know, for a defense contractor, working a job and, you know, it was fine, but it was, it was, you know, it was really boring, you know, it was mm-hmm. cubicle life, right? <laughs> you know, you just, every day is the same thing day in, day out. And, um, you know, we weren't married at the time we were just dating, but, um, which is probably like totally backwards, right? <laughs> Starting a business mm-hmm. somebody, with somebody before you're actually even married, but it worked out for us. We worked really well together and his dad had been doing real estate investing and he was just such an inspiration to us. Like his lifestyle. Um, it was just like, Oh my God, every weekend he was like in his RV and he's going places and you know, he was doing all these deals and had all these rental properties, like this massive portfolio of, of rental properties and stuff. And we were just like, man, I want, that life, you know, how do you get that life? And so that's kind of where we started. We, you know, we got a mentor, which I always advocate for that. I think people should have a mentor in this business. I think it's super helpful. Um, 
And so, you know, we did a lot of self-educating in the beginning too. We didn't rely on our mentor and that's, you know, that's a big thing. Just like quick tip. If you're seeking out a mentor, be ready to do a lot of the work on your own. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to mentor somebody that's not motivated to self-educate. And so we did a lot of self-educating in the beginning. And then when things would come up, then we would bring them to the mentor and talk through them and use his experience that we did not have. And so that was a really helpful way of like really getting into the business and learning it. Mentorship, I feel like is such a big, I don't know if it's a topic or, or strategy. I don't know what it is, but it's such it's a, a thing. It's a thing that gets talked a lot about, you know, and recommended. And I completely agree with you. I, I think what's interesting though, especially for newbies or even people pivoting in their company, they've been flipping, but now they want to buy rental properties or they've been buying small multis and now they want to get into apartments. We're all kind of always looking, we're here and then we're looking there. That, that's a very common thing in this business, I find. I don't think it's like someone just flips properties with their heads down for like 19 million years. I don't, I don't think that happens in this business. It can't happen. Market changes, things shift. So mentorship's an interesting thing, Melissa, you just, you just said, and it's a big topic. It's a big kind of conversation, if you will, especially on like blog posts and meetings and, um, you know, people, people wouldn't ever say, don't ever get a mentor. Mentors are horrible. Like they're, they're helpful. They're super helpful. So for you though, as you got into this business and you saw the life you wanted, the life that you had, and you know, that, that was a really neat visual for people. Like, what do you want? What do you have? And how do you get there? And, and mentors can really help reduce the time, right? And the money to, to sometimes get there. So, but I also think there's a conversation to be had about, like you just said, what do you need to bring to the table in order to have a successful mentor? So my question to you, and you, when you and your husband sought out a mentor, uh, was, did you, how much goal setting did you do? How much clarity did you have? Because you and I know when you start out, you know, clarity, yeah, you can have goals, but you know, clarity sometimes also gets created and unfolded as you go. But I'm curious for you and your husband, how much of that did you have kind of written out or clear so you can make sure you do get the right mentor to lead you where you want to go? Because, you know, you could have great mentors, but you want to do rental properties and they've flipped property. Well, they may not be the right mentor for you. So what did you and your husband do to make sure you were setting yourself up for, you know, success? Yeah. I'm, you know, in choosing a mentor, we, we tried to find somebody that, or we did find somebody that was, were, you know, somebody that's doing the things that you want to do and having the life also that we wanted to have. Um, you know, we didn't use my father-in-law. I mean, we did use him sort of as a mentor, but we had like an official, you know, mentor that we were using. And, um, you know, he, he was just really inspiring, I think for us, like for the lifestyle that we wanted. And he was doing all the things that, uh, that, that we wanted to do. You know, we, we didn't really, you know, wholesaling wasn't a thing back then. We just knew, oh, we're going to flip houses. You know, we're going to flip houses. That's all we, <laughs> you know, that's how we, everybody gets started. I think everyone wants to rehab, right? Mm -hmm. Especially back then. Cause that was like, when the dinosaurs were walking. <laughs> like, and so, um, you know, he, it was kind of like in, in our minds, it's like, why reinvent the wheel? I mean, here's this guy, he's super smart. He's been doing this for a long time. He has a lot of experience and he was willing to work with us and, uh, and even be a private money lender for us, which was kind of like a two in one sort of deal. So it was really nice having somebody like him to work with. 
And um, I think just like somebody with the benefit of all that experience in something that we were really wanting to do, like we knew we wanted to flip and, you know, he had flipped for, for a long time and he did have a rental portfolio and we knew going into it, we had a goal of, you know, we knew that we wanted to flip, but we also were looking further ahead and we were looking for long-term passive income. And so, you know, one of the ways to do that was, you know, for us to pick up owner finance properties and carry notes and then, you know, pick up rentals here and there in addition to the flipping, you know, flipping for just normal income, but then also that look to the future because we knew at some point we wanted to quit our jobs. So that there goes, you know, the 401k and all that stuff. And so we needed to have a plan, especially with, you know, five kids, you know, we needed to have kind of a retirement plan. So we looked at those long-term things as our retirement plan for ourselves and then flipping as a way to just, you know, survive day to day. Got it. Uh, reading your bio, I saw that you guys came from the oil industry. What trades, what skills were you guys using at that industry that kind of like were very useful for the real estate industry as well? And you brought this to this new industry. Um, well, that was actually just me. <laughs> I was in that okay. industry. Um, but, you know, I think... Um, I think for me personally, just coming from that sort of a background, like an industrial gas and it, uh, there was a couple of things, right? So working with men, <laughs> because right, that is yeah. all you work with in that sort of business. Um, so that taught me a lot about, you know, working with men. And also, um, I, I really found that I was pretty good at creating systems and processes for things. And I really like to be organized and I was in some positions where I was able to uh, like one of the, I worked in that industry, but I worked for several different companies throughout that time. And one of them was a, a guy, he had gone off on his own and started, you know, an industrial gas company and I helped him start the company. And so it was really cool. And I don't know why I totally mm -hmm. forgot about that, you know, until we did the bio and I got, he started questioning me about it and I was like, oh my gosh, I have helped start a business before, like way go. back then, before I even knew really what that was. I thought I was just being like an office manager, but I really created the whole, wow. you know, this, the, the backbone of that yeah. company for him. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, I think doing all that and working in that industry was super helpful. And I do, I have, have carried that into real estate. I'm very, everything that we do has a system. It has a process. Everything is organized. There's checklists, there's forms, you know, I like things to be done very systematically. So from beginning to end, everything is, is in a system for me. Oh, that sounds so nice. Know, it's like music to your ears, aren't you? So are it you like, going ahead of you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I was like, yes, yes, yes. She's always asking everyone, so what system specifically are you, you, you know? No, it's great. It's, <laughs> I love that. So, Melissa, let's break that down because I would also agree. I'm not as much of a systems person, but I really appreciate them, I would say, and I see the importance of them, and I think most people do. So, if you are someone like myself who doesn't necessarily wake up knowing how to build a system, 
And we know the importance of it, right? Because, you know, this business is sort of boring, especially if you start, I mean, you guys have what, a thousand flips you've done? So Probably. <laughs> you got to have processes. I mean, I, I don't, you've had to have super successful, tight processes to pull that off, right? Unless you're like 200 years old, which obviously you're not. <laughs> so I don't think, I feel like it some days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Talk about the dinosaurs. I oh, know. <laughs> No, I, but I think that's really important. So, but I think it's important to break it down because not everyone knows how to build a system. Not everyone knows naturally how to create the process. And I think it's sometimes really overwhelming to people, especially if you're not a natural, it's not in your natural personality. So what would you say to those people listening? They, they've done some flips, they have some rental properties, and they know the importance of creating these systems for their business, but somehow they just don't get around to doing it and maybe they don't have the time, but they don't make the time or just quite honestly, it just sucks sometimes to do some of that stuff. To, to be perfectly frank, put it to me. Um, and I'm sure some people listening to this. <laughs> so for you though, what would you say to those people? Like what can they do now in their business when they have 30 rentals or 15 rentals or 50 rentals or five rentals and they just, just don't have it down yet in terms of documentation, but they want to get to the larger stuff. So what can they do if it's just not their natural thing? I have the secret. Oh, please. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to share. <laughs> Find somebody that can do it for you. Yeah. I am a huge believer in, and that, I don't know if that's not the answer you're looking no, for. I'm, I'm, I love any answer. That's a great, I mean, that's a great one. It's a good, it's a good reminder to build a good team, right? Yeah. Right. And, and it doesn't even have to be like, I'm a huge believer in know what you're good at, know what your strengths are, like know yourself well enough to know what you can totally like, what is your jam? Like what, like I know what my jams are, you know, systems, processes, those things. Like I totally get down with that. But then there are other things that I'm not good at and, you know, and you want to be good at everything because, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, like we feel this pressure to like, we have to do it all and we have to be the best at everything. And there comes a time, especially when you've been doing this for so long, where you just got to kind of let go of the reins and just acknowledge like, Hey, I'm great at this thing, but I'm not so good at this thing. And find the person, find somebody that is good at those things. And it's okay to delegate. I delegate so much stuff, you know, because I know that I'm, I'm not good at it. And so why am I going to kill myself, you know, trying to make myself be good at something that's not natural for me when there's plenty of other people out there, you know, who love doing, you know, whatever it is, that thing that you don't like to do, you know? And so I, I really, I'm a huge you know, believer in that. And it's really about being self-aware and just, you know, and being okay with it. Like give yourself permission to just say, Hey, I'm not good at that thing, but you know, so-and-so on my team is really good at that actually. Or if you don't have that person on your team or, you know, look within your team, if you have a team, because sometimes, you know, it's that whole thing where like you have the right person, but they're in the wrong seat. You yeah. Know? So you might have a situation like that. And if you don't have a team, maybe, you know, you can find a person, even if it's just part-time or a VA or some kind of assistant or something that can do those things for you, then 
I say that's probably the best thing that you could do for yourself. Amen. So in terms of efficiency, what are the softwares or apps that you are using right now that you really, really enjoy it? Uh, so my, um, well, my favorite thing, I guess, would be our, I feel like I'm kind of cheating a little bit here because we are actually, we have created a business management system for real okay. estate investors, and we're actually launching that in December. Very cool. It is super cool. We're super excited about it. It's called Flip Pilot. And um, basically, it's, it's, more, it's not a CRM. It's like way more than that. It manages your entire business, you know, end to end, like from the leads coming in all the way through dispositions, through rehabbing, all of it. Hmm. Phones are in there. So like having that tool for me is like a game changer because it's everything in one place. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a problem that we were having before, which is why we even created the software to begin with. You know, you're piecing all these things together to use. Exactly. And with this, it really is like everything in one place. So that's... From like scope of work to like yeah. budget to... Okay. Got right. It. Yeah. Everything. So it, it, it has dashboards, it's team accountability, it's KPIs, it's, um, you know, all of your lead management. And so every, um, most of my deals come from uh, online marketing. Mm -hmm. And so it ties in with the website, which is like another favorite tool. And so those things come in and it all comes into the system. And so it's just like, not having so many things to manage, right? Exactly. <laughs> Makes and it easier. Yeah, that's a challenge because we have different different tools and, and apps. Um, sometimes they do connect, sometimes they don't. But it will be very cool to have one place where you can um, you can you are able to manage all those those phases. And you you touch base on marketing and I, I wanna go there a little bit. So you mentioned the majority of your leads come from your marketing right? And we, we hear so much about, I don't know, there's so many social media channels out there and different folks, um, they, you know, voucher for certain specific channels saying that this is what brings them the most return on their investment. But I want to hear from you where the, the majority of the leads come from uh, in terms of it's your website or any other type of social media? Sure. So most of my leads are all online leads. And so my top performer is just organic online. So that's okay. through our website. Um, and that's just, you know, we do SEO. Mm -hmm. And so people just, you know, they're, what I love about that is that they're looking for you. You know, they're already motivated. It's a little bit less than, you know, it's a little easier uh, sort of a situation than dealing with where you're just shooting out like a ton of direct mail and you're really not sure. I mean, you're just kind of like shotgunning it, right? You don't know what's going to hit. Just to clarify, Melissa, as you share, mm -hmm. your lead generation for wholesales, flips, like what specific, is it specific? For all of it. All yeah. Of it. Okay. Rentals yeah. too? Yeah. Because in my mind, those are just exit strategies. 
So anything that comes in, you know, then I can determine, you know, what that will be. And I've got criteria for all those things. Okay. But yeah, all the online leads, um, top one would be, you know, just from our website organic. And then the second one would be um, also online, but using AdWords. So pay-per-click. I get a lot of those leads also. On Facebook? I'm sorry? A pay-per-click on Facebook? No, just pay-per-click. Like when you go on Google, yeah. Mm -hmm. So people call it PPC, AdWords. That is a separate channel for me. Sure. So um, with my marketing, I separate everything out by channel. So I've got, you know, the organic online, which is just people just doing a Google search and looking. And then I, I separate out the AdWords because I do, you know, that's something that is paid for. So you're paying for each of those clicks to come in. And so that gets separated out. And then we do Facebook marketing also. And I do get leads from that too. And I think that's my number four performer right now. And we just started really digging into that a little bit more. Um, So your first one is your organic growth from your website. Right. Yeah. And then the second one would be the pay-per-click, the AdWords. And then my third one I think is probates just because those are so... um, I don't know. We just have a lot of luck with probates. It's the only mailing that I do, but it's pretty, pretty successful. Did you have someone build your website to kind of incorporate the right words so you can get found and those sort of things? Or do you have other, I mean, obviously you guys have a very, very well-renowned podcast. I'm sure that helps get people to your website too, but you know, was there anything in particular you did? So, um, you know, you can ensure that that, you know, your website gets found organically, like you're saying. Right. So that comes from, from having an optimized website. And actually, here again, I feel like I'm cheating because we do websites for real estate investors. So if you've heard of Lead Propeller, that's us. Um, it's all just template websites and they are, um, they're customizable, you know, within the template. And they are all optimized to perform really well. And very clean, very just nice, easy to use websites. And so that's, you know, we know what needs to be in the websites. And so those things are already there, like the keywords and having videos and, you know, just certain things in certain places. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, we have an SEO service that we do and that helps boost, you know, with backlinks and things like that. So. so what came first? So you, you have these, you know, you're, you're flipping all the properties you're flipping. You're, you're starting your real estate career. You're growing this thing significantly in order to do the volume you guys have done. And then all these other kind of products and things have kind of popped up. Has that, has that been because you've, you've used those things, I would imagine, and then you're sharing it with others or you just someone comes to you with the opportunity because you're, your brand is so well-known? I'm curious to understand a little, a little bit of how that evolution happened. Well, I'm so glad you asked me that question because that's something that we've been trying to, to communicate to people. Cool. So thank you for the opportunity for that. And, and she didn't ask me to ask that either. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's important for people to, to understand this is everything that we've created has been based on a need that we had. 
And fortunately for us, my husband has a software development background. That's I was gonna ask that. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's helpful. <laughs> I, 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 yes. I see. I struggle with it, but I have no idea how to build it. <laughs> we should get one of our websites. There you go. <laughs> Talk to me after the show. <laughs> but um, but no, seriously, it really has. Um, you know, we, we created all these little products over the years and first it was just for us to use. So we had this, you know, some funny little tools that my husband built that would help us like, you know, scrape data and stuff like that. And then he built me like this little repair estimate calculator thing. And, and so they, all these little things were created um, based on a need that we had in the business. And it's like, we can't find something that'll do this for us. And we were trying to you know, luckily for us, like with, um, we understand technology. And so, well, especially my husband, not really, I understand how it works, but I don't code or anything like that. But, you know, he saw a need for, for automation. And it's like, if we can automate some of this, because it was just he and I for a long time, we didn't even start building a team until like a couple of years ago. Honestly, we just did it all by ourselves. And so every little thing we could do to make that easier was, was really helpful. And so, you know, he was able to develop things as we needed them. And then, um, you know, we created our own first website and then we realized, you know, how we were kind of at the beginning of people really understanding that they needed a web presence. So many people were just doing direct mail and so we were kind of at the forefront of that. I think we had a website probably long before most people did, but it was just that forward thinking, you know, for that. And then we thought, well, God, that would be great if we could do the, you know, other people could do this too. Maybe we can sell this. People would be interested in having a template for a good website. And so that's, we started with that and then just kind of like added things. And then we started building the system, which has taken a few years to build out, but it's all the way the system flows and everything is based on how we run our business. And so I think there's the benefit there of 15 years of experience yeah. flipping houses built into the software already for you. How did you, that's, that's awesome. And I think that makes complete sense. How did you continue to run your current business and begin a new business? Because I also think that happens to a lot of people. They have something successful they're working on. They're, they're getting great results. They start to get like, oh, I can also do this. But then that, that this is something that's going to take a little more time, a little more energy because it's new. And just and obviously your husband being in the business and knowing that is, is probably was really helpful. But I'm sure there was some learning curve. It was a new business. It was different. So how, do you, how did you guys reconcile that? Did you create like, okay, we're going to work X hours this week on this new quote unquote project, call it new. And I think all of us struggle with that. Some people listening might have a full-time job and they want to flip their first property. It's just, they got to put the time in and they got to like, I got to put X hours to this or that's not going to happen. So curious, what did you guys do? Because clearly you've done it successfully. You keep running your current businesses and now have started uh, helping people build websites. You've helped, you're helping people do this one-stop shop of this, you know, I can't, I don't know, it's the business management system, which obviously- Flip pilot. <laughs> yeah, which everyone needs. So how did you guys do it? How did you reconcile creating the time for the new thing while you're doing the, the, the current business you were in? 
I think this is where um, him and I working well together actually was in our favor in a weird kind of way. We, you know, we were doing the, starting the software stuff and we were still, we were, we had these like two businesses, which are complete, they're totally different, but they are related. You know, we, so we've got the house flipping business. We've got the software company going now too. And we were both so intertwined with both of them. And it was just getting, it was, it was kind of a hot mess really. I mean, it was just, there's so much going on and it's like, you're giving some attention here and some here. And I'm a believer in, you know, the balance is like a weird thing because whatever you put attention to, you're taking away from something else. And so there's that constant like push and pull of, of these two businesses. And mm -hmm. so it finally just, it came to a point and said, look, you are the software guy. Why don't you take all that and just, you know, that'll be your piece. And I know about the house flipping stuff and I'm going to take this and do this. And so we were work, we worked together, but we separated the two and, and, you know, that way he could take ownership of that and I could own this other thing. And we weren't having to split our focus, you know, between the two of us and two businesses, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was really good because it gave me the opportunity to like really dig into the house flipping business and, you know, build and hire, you know, hire and build a team because I knew when I took that over, because like I said, it was just he and I at that point still, I think we had one person we had just hired that was doing some acquisitions, but I knew when I got into that, I can't do all this alone because it right. took the two of us that, you know, for so much time to do it. So my first thought was, okay, we need a team, <laughs> you know, and I never hired a team or anything. So that was a huge learning curve with all that. Um, but it was good, you know, because I was able to completely focus on that and get all that, like clean that house, right? Hire people, have the systems and processes, document everything that we were doing, like get all that stuff out of our heads and put it somewhere where somebody else could do it for us. And that was a big thing. And that's kind of where we've been. That's kind of how we've decided to kind of like divide and conquer, right? Right. <laughs> I, I love to hear that. And Liz and I are same process. At the beginning, we were doing certain things that we were both at the same place at the same time. But you, you get to the point where you're growing and you want to divide and conquer. And I think that having the trust that the other person will handle and will do whatever she or he needs to do, and he or she has the trust that I will do the same, it is just the feeling of like, okay, I don't need to deal with every single thing. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that you guys are an example of the implementation of this and the success is, is very clear. I'm sure having the, the, the five little ones that you have <laughs> helped encourage you to like, I got to build a team here. And, 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 you know, you raised such a great point. I mean, was that also part of it for you? The motivation of, you know, family and just making sure you had people helping you. Was that part of it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, for all the other moms out there that are dragging their kids to rehabs, you know, it's just not, it's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for the kids. Not wasn't fun for me. They hated it. Um, so 
having people, you know, in the office that could help out and they could take phone calls and I wasn't having to, to deal with all that stuff. And then I could just do the things that I enjoyed doing, you know, that part of it. And that's really where that came into play too. It's like I mentioned before, you know, finding what I was good at and doing those things and just hiring out the rest and doing it in a thoughtful way. And it really is a step-by-step process for the ladies listening to this. And it's something that we're, we're working through in our own business too. The best thing you could do right now before you get into hiring people and, and cause then some people say, well, how am I going to afford that person? I've never hired anyone or I do have a small team, but it's kind of at max and I'm paying myself, you know, whatever X dollars. So before you even go to your, 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 my, your, you know, they call it the monkey mind. Cause I think a lot of people go there, especially when people start talking about building teams, they get a little, um, like, whoa, I'm not sure how that's all going to happen. The best use of your time is write down, like literally today, what are you spending your time doing? And if you're someone who's not even in the business yet, you're spending your time doing something. Yeah. So literally everyone has time. Everyone's spending it somehow, whether you have that portfolio and you're like, I got to grow a team now because I'm getting to capacity or you're someone who's a little smaller that you're just trying to get, you know, your first multi going or whatever, whatever it is for you, you're spending your time and you want, you want to have more of it, right? And we can't create more time. It's the one limited resource. So what are you doing today? Everything you're doing and what on that list can you let go of somehow, some way? And there's a lot of creative, low cost ways to do that. And I'm not saying I'm a per- perfect billboard of this because I probably need to get better with this. Um, however, I do know the value of it. You cannot do it alone. So it's a great point. Definitely. And I love that you said that and something else that could be helpful for the the ladies listening, you know, brain dump all that stuff out that you're yeah. doing. And cause this is kind of how I started too. I, I brain dumped everything and then I grouped everything, you know, mm-hmm. like what, what things go together. That's and then you idea. can see like, Oh gosh, I'm doing a lot of this thing. Mm-hmm. Probably makes sense to hire somebody to do that. Cause here I've already got all the tasks that need to be done. Yep. And, uh, one other thing you can do is, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. There's a time tracking software thing that you can put on your computer mm. and I'll have to look it up and I'll let you know what it is. But um, I did that. I tracked my time when I was working with my business coach. I tracked my time for like a month and you would be amazed at what you spend your time on. And it, it really makes you hone in too on how you're spending your time because you know you're documenting it. And so maybe that like, 30 minutes on Facebook yep. wasn't, you know, <laughs> you know it, it, it helps you avoid doing that kind of stuff, right? Because you know, you don't want to see that on your timesheet thing later. You're like, oh, shit, I wasted all that time today. I don't want to yeah. put it on my, I've done that kind of stuff. And then when I'm writing, I'm like, oh man, I got to write that down. No, that's a great suggestion. Uh, we got to, we got to have you back almost so to dive into this more into the processes and systems. I think it's a big topic for us as women yeah. as investors, whether you're, whether you're starting out, whether you're experienced, it really doesn't matter. It's always important really to grow and to create more time freedom, which is, which is totally the like reason why a lot of us do this. Right. So, um, just love what you're, what you're saying and you're up to and, and, um, your, your, your software sound amazing too. So obviously you're up to a lot. Where can the ladies listening learn more about what you're doing and just really the great stuff you're up to? Thanks. Um, you can, uh, well, we have flippingjunkie.com is the podcast and, you know, website, well, blog site, I guess, with the podcast links and all that stuff. Um, 
And we also have a flipping junkie Instagram. If you want to see pictures. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's great. So all this information is going to be on our show notes. And now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The first one is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? That was a hard one. It's a tie <laughs> between two. Um, okay. So I would have to say um, The Five Temptations of a CEO by Patrick Lencioni was huge for me. And also, um, oh, what's the name of you? Napoleon Hill's Keys to Success, I thought was just fantastic. Awesome. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Financially free and balanced life. Um, I take time for self-care and that helps get my mind right. And with my mind right, then I can do all those other things. So important. It is. So difficult. <laughs> yes. But it must be done. <laughs> yes. Yes. The last one is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most? I love uh, Jen Hatmaker, Rachel Hollis. Um, Sheryl Sandberg, yeah. um, Liz Gilbert. I love women that are just really real and vulnerable and they're funny and they're smart. And I, I love that. Jen Sincero. I, I love all those like fun, like witty, sharp women. Yeah. I just, I'm inspired by them. Awesome. Yeah, I'm re reading Rachel Hollis's um, Girl, Wash Your Face. I'm not reading. I'm sorry. I'm listening to it. And she's so funny. Just so good. Entertaining. I'm like, I just can listen to her and not learn anything. And just, she's just funny, you know? So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, but thank you so much, Melissa, for being on our show and being a, you know, great stand for women out there and, and taking on a lot of different things, but also doing it in a way that, you know, creates balance in their life. So thank you for that. And thanks for being on our show. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I'd been looking forward to it. So, yeah, and keep us posted about what's coming up on our Facebook investor community. We'll love to hear more about all your projects. Yeah, especially these softwares and things. Sounds like they're going to be really helpful for investors. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Take you so care. much. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.